0: Welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein, with Northstar Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe.
1: These are unpredictable times, to say the least, with all signs pointing to a dramatic economic downturn. When, or if, things steady, many businesses will not look the same as they once did. But instead of just bracing yourself and hoping things work out, now is the time to take proactive steps for your business. That's the advice of Jonathan Slane, author of Rock the Recession, who, in 2009, found himself out of business and forced to borrow a quarter million dollars from his mother-in-law to keep things afloat. In the years since, he's dedicated himself to identifying what he could have done differently, so that instead of being thrown by the downturn, he could have used it to his advantage. I'm Alex Palmer, Deputy Editor of North Star Meetings Group, and today I speak with Jonathan about some of those lessons, how meeting and event planners can determine how prepared they are, and what they should be doing right now to strengthen their business as the going gets tougher.
0: The thing I would encourage everybody to do, and we're talking about this right now when all the coronavirus uh, news is breaking, when we're day to day with where we're going with this, what's going to happen, is to really have an emergency break for you, your family and your business. And what I mean by that is I want a plan that's down on paper uh, and that says, you know, these different tiers, like a four tiered plan. Uh, so at the first tier, maybe, you know, say that right now you have your uh, your business. I know a lot of our audience are event planners. Say that you're doing a million dollars a year in your event planning business. And you see all of a sudden that uh, 20% of events you have coming up get canceled. I know that uh, a lot of my friends in the industry are seeing massive cancellations right now. Mm-hmm. If your uh, income dropped to 800000 for the year, then what would be the expenses that you would cut? Who would be the people that you would need to lay off? In what order? In order to keep your business at least breaking even so that you can survive. If you saw your million dollar business uh, go to 600,000, what would be the expenses you would cut? And what would be uh, the people that you would free up from business so that you could break even? And I would have a level for 400,000 and maybe a level at zero. So if you just had no income, then what would you be doing? And you know, Alex, I hope to God that nobody ever has to use this emergency break, but I think that that's the first thing I would do to make sure that you give yourself some psychological comfort, that you at least have a plan. Write the plan, put it under a glass under locking key, and then if you need it, you'll calmly walk over, break the glass, take the plan out and execute. I'm hoping that will save you from having to borrow a quarter of a million bucks from your mother-in-law like I did in the Great Recession because I didn't have a plan.
1: It kind of gives you a roadmap so you're not panicking. You're saying, okay, business is not where it should be, but here are the steps I had planned on taking in this situation.
0: Yeah. And I think we all want to have one of those for not only our business, but also our family. So you may be the business owner, but you are also a leader in your family. So what does it look like if your personal income drops? You know what would be the expenses you would cut, Um, and so thinking through, uh, having conversations with your spouse, with your kids to say, you know, we um, Netflix is great to help us get through a shutdown, and at the same time, it's an expense we don't need. And you know, board games are free. Netflix costs money. We can have those discussions, but I would rather you have that that plan on paper and then be able to execute against it rather than to just have to snap to panic one day and be like, we're canceling our subscriptions. You know, we cut off Netflix. Um, It's done. It's over. And the world is ending because I think psychologically, those are two very different places to come from when you're approaching how you're going to get through the recession.
1: So in addition to revenue levels, are there, are there other factors they should consider as they make these contingency plans?
0: For sure, yeah, that's great. And I think I used revenue because it's kind of an easy one. I think uh, we can all think about it. but for a lot of event businesses, I think part of it too is you can look at your pipeline volume. So how many leads am I getting? if any? If you are used to seeing a hundred leads coming in per week on your website and all of a sudden that's fallen to 50, that might be the number you want to go off of. If it's fallen to zero, that may lead you to a different tier in your plan. It may be um, how much work in progress, um, how many events you have on the books. So how many do you have planned in terms of revenue or in terms of just number of events, depending on what you do. You could be looking at sales numbers. Uh, There's a whole variety. uh, uh, It could be the backlog of events that you have. So it depends. I think each business owner is kind of different in how they look at their business. And we all tend to have one number That we go based on our gut. So we know, like, look, if I have bookings each week, I'm booking three events, I know I'm pretty okay. If that's the number you go by, then please just use that. You don't have to use revenue. Um, I was just trying to give a kind of a universal example to get us going, but I just want four tiers in the plan, four different levels, and then you decide what's going to activate you uh, in each tier, what's going to be the, the decision point.
1: So, maybe we can actually just back up for a second and you can give us a little more background on yourself and how you came to become a recession expert.
0: I didn't have a plan. I was a business owner that owned five gyms in Cleveland, Ohio, and the Great Recession hit. And I didn't think through that in a recession, nobody was going to want to spend money on personal training. And that was really the focus of our business. And so, uh, very quickly, our business dried up. I didn't have a plan to pivot to something else. And so I ended up borrowing a few bucks from my mother-in-law in in order to survive the Great Recession. Uh, And by a few bucks, I mean uh, about $250,000. And so that experience and my belief that nobody should have to borrow money from their mother-in-law led me to going on a quest to figure out what do uh, business owners do uh, to thrive in recessions? you know, what are the stories of people that have been able to, to make a lot of money during a recession? What do they do? What's different? And so that's ultimately where the book came from. And now I've paid my mother-in-law back. Um, and so Thanksgiving isn't awkward anymore. Uh, and now I just want to share with other business owners and leaders just what they can be doing to avoid um, that position and to actually look forward to a recession because of all the opportunities that I believe uh, it can bring.
1: So you really had the benefit of hindsight as you looked back on the 2008 recession. Uh, But now, as we're in the middle of what looks to be a major economic downturn, how can business owners and meeting and event planners navigate these uncertain times?
0: Yeah, so the, the first thing, the first step that we have for successful entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders in the Great Recession was they assessed where they were so they benchmarked their recession preparedness versus everybody else. And so my, the, my co-author, Paul Belair, and I have put together 20 questions where if the audience is interested, they can go to recession.com. Uh, and yes, that really is our website. Uh, they can go to recession.com for free, and they can take this 20-question um, survey, and they can get a score from zero to 100 of how prepared they are. For the next recession. So that would absolutely be the starting point because that's what we saw um, great leaders doing is that they want to know how prepared am I right now. And then if I'm not very prepared, then you can start to figure out what you're going to do to increase your prep before we're officially in a recession, which I believe will be uh, at the end of June of 2020. Uh, once we get through the first two quarters of the year. I think that's where uh, the audience is going to hear on CNN, on Fox, that we're officially in a recession.
1: And what are the sort of questions they should be asking themselves?
0: Thinking through things like, do you have a line of credit, whether that's a home equity line of credit or a business line of credit? And is that line of credit sufficient to help you get through the next recession? It may be that you uh, are going to need your line of credit to pay payroll. Or it may be that you want to use your line of credit to be able to go out and buy a competitor because they weren't prepared like you're going to be. And so they're going out of business and you can go um, purchase that company and maybe you need your line to do that. Whatever you're going to use that line of credit for, though, we want to know that we have one and that it's sufficient to help get you through the next recession to thrive in it. Uh, Another question in the assessment, do you have a war chest of cash set aside? So right now, uh, we want everyone to have cash available because we don't know what the banks will do with lines of credit. So for example, once we're officially in a recession, maybe the banks will all decide like they did back in the Great Recession, that they don't want so much exposure. They don't want people having access to so much uh, of their line of credit and they'll take back the line of credit. And so now you'll be in a position where you just need to have cash if you want to be able to make moves, if you want to be able to purchase assets for cheap prices, if you do need to pay payroll, you'll need cash to be able to do that. So again, it's questions like that, Alex, to make sure that the audience is ready to assessing their situation and then making um, adjustments or what I call tuning up appropriately to make sure that they can really hit the ground running once we're officially in a recession.
1: So you're predicting that we will enter a recession in late June of this year. Uh, As someone who spent a lot of time looking at the previous recession, what are some comparisons you'd make between what you saw then and what you're seeing now? How are things similar or different?
0: Sure. So right now, I don't want to to, to date our podcast too much, but I'm going to go for it. So we're we're, uh, recording this on March 20th. I think that by the end of this month, by March 31st of 2020, that we'll be in a national shutdown. So I think that the audience, uh, if they're able to hear this in time, needs to think through, what does that mean for my business? So how would I handle things if my state shut down my business or if there were a national shutdown? So what would I be doing? And it's not to, to panic everyone. It's just everybody needs to have a plan and things are evolving so quickly that like yesterday, for example, the governor of Pennsylvania shut down all non-emergent businesses. So all businesses that aren't uh, hospitals, aren't grocery stores, uh, pharmacies are closed down and they have 48 hours to comply. So for all the event planners out there, you know what does that look like if you get word uh, and then you have 48 hours or less and you have to secure all of your equipment, all of your facilities, want everybody to have a plan for what that looks like. So that, that's the the negative side of it, Alex. But what, what I do want to talk about and focus on, I mean, the book is called Rock the Recession because I want event planners to be able to rock the recession and to rock the eventual recovery. So I have some specific thoughts for, for this industry that I was hoping we could get to, if that's cool with you.
1: That'd be great. Uh, let's dive into it.
0: Yeah, so like the the first thing is that uh, in recessions there are definitely going to be business owners that didn't plan and ultimately are going to go out of business. This will be an excellent opportunity for other business owners to purchase their equipment and usually to purchase it for very uh, for very inexpensively. So um, I was telling you earlier uh, that this year actually in in, uh, in in 2019 last year I spoke at uh, DJ Think Tank which was an event for um, event planners um, and owners of event planning businesses. And we were uh, in Chicago. And one thing that we focused on there was that there are these things um, like LCD uh, screens and LCD tiles. And you can use them for dance floors. You can use them to put up huge video walls, uh, but they're expensive. So right now, what I'm saying is that there will probably be great opportunities to be able to buy those LCD tiles for cheap. Um, and what I'm recommending, if you want to rock the recession, is that you have conversations with your banker now and let them know that, hey, you know, if you see other uh, event planning businesses that are foreclosed on that just go out of business, I would love to buy all of that equipment. And then you can put your banker on notice so that they call you proactively when they have that equipment. The trick is to start putting bankers on notice now so that when they see the equipment, they think, oh, Alex is in the business. He told me he's interested in buying um, equipment in this industry. And then they'll call you and give you smoking deals because banks don't want to own a bunch of stereo equipment, speakers, LCD tiles. They would much rather sell it to a great client like you and not have to worry about where they're going to store it and what they're going to do with it.
1: So it's about getting your name at the top of their list for when these opportunities come up.
0: Yeah, it's about timing. And then it's also about just, you know, making sure you stay in touch with them every couple weeks, just to remind them and to build up that um, memory so that when they do finally have an opportunity, they'll remember that Alex has been bugging them for the past two months. And now that they can call you, I mean, that's part of one of the strategies that I don't think a lot of people think through right now is to have those proactive conversations. You know, maybe there's another event planning business um, that's been bugging you. Maybe they always seem to to underbid you on every job by a few bucks, and it's been annoying, frustrating. Uh, maybe they take your best employees now. Maybe there's an opportunity in the recession for you to combine forces. Maybe you combine your books of business and combine your best employees and survive together. Or maybe that business is owned by somebody that's been at it for a long time and they decide that they just don't want to go through a whole nother economic cycle, that they'd rather just sell the business to you than have to go through the long recession and recovery. That could be part of it as well for how you're going to get through this is to have those conversations now. But I think, Alex, the trick there, again, is to really have conversations with the other business owners now so that they can get used to you, get comfortable with you before they're actually going to sell their business to you, which may be three months from now, six months from now, or um, a year from now. It's flexibility. It's also being proactive. So instead of waiting um, and just reacting to when somebody calls you about an acquisition, either buying or selling your business, or um, waiting for somebody to call you and offer you um, all of this equipment for for cheap. It's going out there and establishing all that now so that in three months when we're officially in a recession and they're announcing it on Fox and they're announcing it on CNN uh, and people um, start to panic and want to just sell their business, um, that you've already laid some groundwork because you saw this coming. You predicted uh, in March that a recession was going to come. So you can rock that recession as opposed to just getting rocked by it. That's really the whole point here.
1: Yeah, you you don't want to be sitting back in a defensive crouch. You want to be saying, how can I take action?
0: Yeah, so like we said, you want to assess where you're at. That's where you're doing the free assessment on recession.com. And then once you have that result, the next thing I would do would be to come up with your emergency break to figure out your four-tiered plan plan for how you're going to survive the recession and thrive. And then the last thing I would do would be to get ready to pounce. So that's figuring out what are the assets I can buy? What are the other companies I might be able to buy? And you know now, um, two other things um, for, for event planners um, in these types of companies that I'm thinking about, Alex. The first is that I know that there's been a war for talent. That was the big thing at our conference when I was there with them nine months ago was we can't find good people. All the good people are taken, they're hired. Even if I offer them more money, they won't come over to my company. So right now, there's great talent available. You know, a lot of companies have already laid people off. Who are those great people that you can lock up now, that you can start talking to, that you can maybe even hire And pay during the recession so that when you come out of the recession, you can roar out of it because you have a great team in place. Maybe you're going to invest strategically in some talent now that you didn't have access to before because that loyalty during the recession will get them to help you to really grow your business when we get through this. So I think it's thinking differently. Also, it's thinking about what can you do uh, when it comes to new skills during the recession? Maybe your business has not been so good at virtual uh, meetings. Uh, This is a great opportunity to figure out what kind of offering can you put together so that you can do virtual meetings for clients? You know, what does that look like? We know that now that everybody is forced to be on Zoom, like we are during this quarantine period during um, what I think is going to be a shutdown. You know, how can we all enhance our skills with that so that we can sell that service to our future clients?
1: So it's looking at your skills and services you offer equipment, talent, new business you could be targeting after things calm down. Uh, It's being willing to think big, even when your instinct might be to just try to get through one day uh, to the next.
0: Exactly. And the the last um, one, because I was thinking about you when I was doing my prep for our show, is what what does marketing look like in a recession? And this is something I talk about in the book because it's counterintuitive. What we see from the research from the Great Recession, from the dot-com recession, are that the companies that spend more on marketing during the recession actually roar out of the recession more than the companies that cut back. And I think for a lot of companies, that's contradictory. It's paradoxical because we all want to cut, cut, cut in a recession. But your marketing dollars go so much further because so many people do cut marketing. So if you're an event planning business, if you can market more, your dollars will go further, will stretch further. You can build your brand more right now than ever before because the marketplace won't be as crowded with advertising, with marketing. And that will allow you to act stronger than ever. And so this was something that I also learned um, from Christy Hefner. I interviewed her um, for for the book, CEO of Playboy for for a long time uh, after uh, Hef passed the company to her. And so um, Christy, one of the things that Playboy did uh, during the Great Recession was that they figured out ways to creatively market more. Because they knew that that would be a smart strategy because so many of their competitors would cut back. And they thought through how could they license the brand, the Playboy Blunt, the, the Playboy Bunny, during the, the recession? Um, how could they license? Because they knew maybe not so many people would, would go out to newsstands and be willing to spend their hard-earned dollars on magazines. But people um, in other countries that maybe weren't in recession, would want to still buy things that were branded um, with the playboy bunny so i think for all of us it's also thinking through maybe right now we're in a recession what could we do um, as other countries come out of this coronavirus thing to start to help them with their event planning you know are there opportunities there can we get creative can we think outside the box we all started uh, in business because we had that entrepreneurial bone in our body Well, this recession is going to be a great opportunity for us to get back to our roots, to get pumped up again about why we got into business in the first place and to make lemonade out of the situation that we've all been dealt. Yeah, everybody's scrambling in this industry right now. I understand that events are getting canceled everywhere, all over the place, extending out. So we all um, need to take a deep breath. We all need to remember that this is happening to everyone equally at the same time. Take comfort in that and then figure out how we can pivot and what we can do because the show's going to go on. The question just becomes now whether or not you're going to be one of the ones helping uh, to produce it or waiting on the sidelines until uh, you can get back to business as usual. If there is even a, a business as usual when we all get through this.
1: That's probably a good note to end it on. Uh, so if folks want to learn more, uh, they can go to your website, recession.com.
0: The recession.com is where we've got the free recession readiness assessment. We've got a report there that um, the business owners can buy that's customized to their business. Um, We've got a workbook. If you want to start working through your um, emergency break, your recession plan, you can use the workbook for that. Uh, We've got all that stuff there. The book's available on Amazon um, so that they can get their copies there. If people want help, if I can answer any questions, happy to do that too, uh, just to help the audience um, get back on track.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Jonathan.
0: All right. Thanks, dude. Rock on. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.